Copy me. Welcome to Bloodbath, the true crime podcast, where we just spent the last 10 minutes trying to see if we could chew a hot Cheeto without making any sound and using audacity to see if it would pick up. It picks up. <laughs> no matter how far do you try. You chew really, really slow and let it like soak in the saliva. Ew. Yeah, it still crunches. They know what they're doing over there at Hot Cheeto. There's your episode. That was the crime. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm Ashley. I'm Jamie. And we are on our third episode of the day. <laughs> Look at us. What Being all prepared and shit. Oh, I gotta go to Oklahoma. So She's leaving <laughs> on that midnight train to Oklahoma. Gross. What? That's a Happy really good to song. see the in-laws, but Oklahoma. Oh, we didn't do it. We didn't touch on it. See, we forgot. What? Oklahoma on Lindsay Street in Norman, Oklahoma. Which is where I lived for two lived. years. For two can't, years. Can't confirm. I was there. I lived there for two years. They found a dead body wrapped in plastic wrap in somebody's basement. A dead body. A dead body. You walked past? I pro- yes. A multiple dead body. times. Driven past. Drove wow. past. It's right next to OU. Wow. No, thank you. Just know that if you're getting murdered, Ashley's not going to call the cops. <laughs> Okay. No, that no, was no. only over here uh-uh. in Norman. I called the cops so many times because Obviously the neighbor was getting enough. beat all the time. Obviously not enough. Not over here. It came from the woods. It could they have been a rabbit. They found a dead body. That's on not Lindsay on street my street in Oklahoma. Okay. It's on my street, but it's on East Lindsay Street. Whatever. And I wasn't on East Lindsay Street. You didn't I was call the on cops Lindsay enough. Street. It's your fault. <laughs> she was dead. How was she supposed to scream? She could have screamed before she died. What if I was at work? What if I was at Starbucks and somebody screamed and I was like, same. <laughs> exactly you're like ah i'm feeling an existential crisis too and she's like no bro i'm getting murdered that's the difference not my fault ma'am it's your fault it's your fault rude you let those three people who screamed today die (laughs) somebody screamed in the woods by my house somebody come get her she's not calling the police when people scream i'm sorry (laughs) it it could have been like a fun okay i was wrong (laughs) nope I really, if there is something on the news later for like Wilson oh, Bill Morgan, I'm going to be so sad. I might have to take a break from bloodbath. Like, <laughs> I will be so sad. Oh my God. What? Hey, Wilsonville, wait. This giant snake did what? A giant snake in Wilsonville? A giant That's snake. That's why they're screaming. That's not where you live. <laughs> <laughs> okay. SUV hits home. Oh, my God. That's a good reason to scream. Yeah. <gasps> Accused child rapist on the run. Okay, that's actually a good reason to scream. Oh, I saw this one. The fatal crash on Highway 99. Oh, shit. Yeah. Literally, like... Fatal? Fatal. Oh, man. Yeah. They were, the car was, like, in the ditch, and it was just, like, sandwich. Fatal. Smash. <laughs> Two of them. R.I.P. R.I.P. Well, speaking of R.I.P., oh. today... Today. We got a true crime case. True crime. Hey, that's what we do. That's what we do. And we are going to cover Gianni Versace. Versace, Versace, Versace. And that is exactly who you're thinking of. Versace. The yep. glorified, amazing designer. <laughs> Gia, Gia, what? Gia, Gia what? Gia, Gia what? <laughs> Remix. All right. So Jamie's going to be obviously right next to me, but you're also going to be looking at my notes to help me with these words because I don't know why I did this to myself, but I did. I, 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 I like Giovanni Versace and I wanted yeah. to do it. Okay? <laughs> Good luck with your Italian words today. 
Here we go. I kind of want to watch you struggle. First. Oh, you're, I'm going to try first. Oh, yeah. so I got to try. Okay. But then you're going to come in and fix it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Per usual. I mean, there's nothing yeah, different nothing from out any of other episode. Ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> but this one's just like for sure. <laughs> so Gianni Versace. We're going to call him Versace. Versace, <laughs> Versace, 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 Versace. Was born December 2nd, 1946. And here we go. <laughs> wow. Right off the bat. Hmm. <laughs> And here we go. I've never heard of that. I hate myself. <laughs> Reggio Calabria, Italy. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I like when you say it in your super white way. <laughs> it works for me. Say it. Reggio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got that part. <clears throat> okay. Calibria. Calib. Oh. <laughs> okay. Or if you're like, Reggio. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you gotta do the hand shape too. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's Italian. Don't come for us. <laughs> In- incredibly. Incredibly. Versace grew up in a household with an older brother, a younger sister, and a dad and his mom. You know, a whole family. Nuclear he- family right there. Right there. He had an older sister as well, but she had passed away at the age of 12 because of an improperly treated tetanus infection. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So his mom, Francesca, was a dressmaker, and that's where he got his love of fashion. Bro, which is really we could have cute. had the same life. My family was <laughs> tailors. Yeah. Like we we fix suits and Aww, shit. Oh, exactly. What's up, Mama? Why aren't you? <laughs> Just she's kidding. got a sewing machine. Get to work. <laughs> hey, get to work. <laughs> he began helping out his mom with her sewing business at a super young age, and this was like an entire. This is an LLC. <laughs> She had other people. She had other seamstress in there. It wasn't like a, I need you to work. No, he wanted to do this. You better he work, loved bitch. it. <laughs> you better work, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was super influenced by ancient Greek history. And he became interested in architecture. I don't know why I had such a hard time saying that <laughs> word. Before moving to Milan, Italy at the age of 26 to work in fashion design. I've been there. You've been there. They have dicks all over. That was in Naples and <laughs> okay. Rome, but uh, no, Milan was a good gelato for sure. Mm. Mm. Explain the dicks around. <laughs> oh, so that's like that's like a normal graffito, graffito, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not graffiti. Or as Bree says, graffita, graffita, mm-hmm. yeah, graffita. <laughs> yeah, in uh, in when I went to Rome and Italy, they they, they drew dicks all over the walls. Um, also, that there was repairs, right? No, no, no. That was here in America. Oh, that, okay. They don't give a shit there. <laughs> um, I also went to ancient Roman ruins, and they had carved dicks into the the, the stone. Why? So. Ancient graffito. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. I'm here for it. Because drawing cool. phallic shapes has been part of our, you know, <laughs> humanity, I guess. Our I fucking Dunna. hate it. Why? Stop drawing phallic shapes. Oh, my God. Phallic. Phallic. <laughs> Yes, for the, you uncultured swine. Penises. <laughs> I know. Jesus. So funny. <sighs> he became interested in architecture, like I said before. Okay? So we're we're done with our laugh fit. <laughs> okay. Uh, in 1973, he became the designer of Byblos, which is a successful Jenny's youthful line. And Jenny's is another uh, designer. And in 1977, he designed Complice, another more experimental line for Jenny. A few years later, encouraged by his success, Versace presented his first signature collection for a woman at the Palazzo della 
Permanente Art Museum of Milan. M- Milan. Oh my god. I'm, I'm trying you my are. best. You are. Palazzo. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Palazzo? Palazzo. Okay. Palazzo. No. Nope. Okay, I see. Sorry. Or Palazzo. Which one is it? E-O or O? O. Okay, Palazzo. P-A-L-A-Z-Z-O. Palazzo. Yes. His first fashion show followed in September of the same year. And then his first boutique was opened in Italy in 1978. After opening his Milan boutique in 1978, Versace quickly became a sensation in the international fashion scene. His designs were known for vivid colors, bold prints, and sexy cuts. Ooh. Which was a refreshing contrast to the taste of the muted colors and simplicity that was oversaturated in the fashion world at the time. His aesthetic combined luxurious classism with overt sexuality. And that's a quote, Overt ma'am. sexuality. Mm-hmm. But with all good things come haters. And he attracted a lot of criticism. But that did not stop Mr. Versace. <laughs> nay, nay. Nay, nay. <laughs> From 1978, Versace built the company with the support of his family, employing his sister Donatella, who still owns and runs Versace today, as vice president, and his brother Santo, Sano, Sano, as president of the company. Sano. I don't know where it is. Sano. (laughs) Santo. Santo. Damn it. (laughs) Santo. Santo. I'm sorry. Among Versace's most famous piece was his 1982 intervention. What? Invention of a type of super light chainmail called Oriton, which is which became a signature material in his outfits. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie just pulled up a photo of it. So pretty. His suits were inspired more by his experience in female tailoring, departing from masculine rules that other designers were trapped in. He crafted suits that accentuated the male form, accentuated the male form, and quote insisted on men as sex objects. Oh my. Oh, my. <laughs> Versace was very proud of his Southern Italian heritage and infused the design with motifs inspired by historical fashion and art movements, especially Greco-Roman art. It's motifs, motifs. and Greco-Roman. Greco-Roman. And this is super prominent in the company's logo, which is a Medusa's head. Yes. It's so cool. In 1982, Versace expanded the business into jewelry and housewares, designing luxurious furnishings, china, and t- textiles for homes. He just like, let's, let's dabble in over here a little bit. Let's dip my toe in over here a bit. I'm just be the greatest of all time, you know? Fuck around. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> exactly. He did. No, he did. He became known for employing celebrities in his marketing campaigns and seating them in the front row of his fashion shows, which he is the first person to do this and why so many other designers now do this. Because it makes their brands look luxurious. It makes it look more wanted. Yeah. It was just so cool that he was the first one that did that. And he also is credited for inventing the supermodel Vogue of the 1990s and discovering and featuring major supermodels such as Naomi Campbell. Nice. Like, this... That kind of puts in the perspective, like, how soon it was. Like, this isn't too long ago. Yeah. You know? Versace met his partner, Antonio Demamico. Demamico. Who was a model in 1982. Their relationship lasted until Versace's murder, and they even went through fucking cancer. Versace got cancer of the ear at one point. Oh, shit. Even got how do you that. get cancer of the ear? You know? They can go anywhere that it wants. Little bitch. <laughs> So now we're going to go over to Andrew Cunningham. Cunningham. Cun- what? <laughs> Cunningham? Cun- okay. <laughs> okay. 
Kananan. Sounds so southern. Kananan. Andrew Kananan. We're gonna call him Andrew. Okay. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Andrew <laughs> was born August 31st. What? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm giving it in. Okay. <laughs> the lisp I just had. 1969 in National City, California. This is what happens when we record three episodes in one night. <laughs> yeah. And it's hot as balls. It's so hot in here. Andrew was the youngest of four children. His father was a chief petty officer in the Navy and he was serving the United States in the Vietnam War when Andrew was born. After getting out of the Navy, he became a stockbroker. His father enrolled him into an independent day school located in San Diego. This is where Andrew met his lifelong friend, Elizabeth. Andrew was an all-around guy, really. Remembered as being bright and very talkative, had an IQ of 147. He was always a good-looking guy, very much, and, like, very much knew so that he was. Which isn't a bad thing, but... He was also a master manipulator. So when you put those two things together, that is not a concoction for anything good. Nice word. Thanks. I was almost scared to say it because of how my mouth is going tonight. (laughs) His parents looked at Andrew like a prodigy and he got literally anything he wanted. He even got the master bedroom just as an example of how his parents like bent over for him. And he had other siblings too. Daddy, I want a squirrel. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't want just any squirrel. I want a trained squirrel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But as a teenager, he had a reputation of being a prolific liar, often telling lies about his family and personal life. He made up stories about his background, which had led many to believe that he showed early signs of antisocial personality disorder. One of the, li- one of the lies being that his father was an Israeli millionaire and a Fifth Avenue aristocrat. Okay. <laughs> Sir, you're watching too much TV. Yeah. He frequently changed his appearance to fit what he felt was the most attractive at that moment, which is not a bad thing, but he was very overboard with it. It was like, it must be, I must look this way because this is what's in. I'm getting I have to do this. Definite Elliot Rogers vibe. Yes. He's a total incel. Yeah. 100%. He came out as gay in high school, but not to his family and began having sexual relationships with wealthy, older, full grown adult men mm. who had no business talking to him. But I digress. In 1998, Andrew's father abandoned his family and moved to the Philippines to evade arrest for embezzlement. And that's where he was from, too. The same year, Andrew was going to local gay clubs a a lot. And his mother, who did not know he was gay and had a very deep religious view, found out about this. An argument broke out and Andrew ended up throwing his mom against the wall, which dislocated her shoulder. An examination of Andrew indicated that he may have been suffering from antisocial personality disorder and was characterized by a lack of remorse and empathy, but no charges were filed. He dropped out of college and settled in the Castro district of San Francisco, which was the center of the LGBTQ plus culture. And there he lived with his lifelong friend Elizabeth and her boyfriend. In San Francisco, Andrew continued his ways of having relationships with older, wealthier men and also reportedly began creating violent pornography, which is also fine as long as it's consensual. As long as it's consensual. That's all that matters. That's the main point. He was also believed to have been dealing drugs, including prescription opioids, uh, cocaine, and weed. He used several uh, aliases, which... uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> scared me for a second. <laughs> Which some were Andrew De Silva, my favorite, Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummins. Okay. <laughs> what? Drew Cunningham and Kurt Matthew Demaris. Okay. Just some of his names. But Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummings is my favorite. You're impersonating an officer. <laughs> Just imagine. Sir. Yeah, my name is Lieutenant Commander. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Can you go away? <laughs> he was also living off the wages of his relationships. Relationships. <laughs> that he was with. Because <laughs> they're wealthier, older men. Yeah. They got that money, money. Andrew met Versace in San Francisco. What? San Francisco. <laughs> if you're going to San Francisco. Oh. Don't go with Ashley because she can't pronounce it. Eh. Eh. but um buns. San Francisco in October of nineteen ninety, while he was in town being fitted for the co- for the costumes he had designed. But Versace's family denies that ever happened, and he is known to be a liar, so we won't ever know if that's actually true. Oh. hmm Interesting. So in December 1995, Andrew met David Madsen, who was an architect in San Francisco Bar. But in the spring the following year, in 1996, David ended the relationship, telling friends that he sensed something shady about Andrew. Okay. But Andrew was telling his friends that David was the love of his life. The tea. Awkward. <laughs> As awkward as that burp was. Shut up. I tried to contain it. <laughs> but within the same year, he started dating Norman Blatch- Blatchford. Yeah, Blatchford, who was a wealthy older man as well. He has a type, okay? It's his modus operandi. And <laughs> I fucking love it so much. <laughs> Norman was housing and financially supporting Andrew, giving him $2,000 a month, a fancy car, and vacations all over, like to New York and France. Wow. And in the blink of an eye, Andrew had maxed out Norman's credit cards. Yikes. Oops. Big yikes. At this time, Andrew's close friend, Jeffrey Trail, who was a former Navy officer, had told his roommates that Andrew was still selling drugs and was consuming them like, quote, there was no tomorrow. Well, I mean, with drugs, there really isn't. No tomorrow. Right? right? Tomorrow doesn't exist. It does not. It's a really low point in time. (laughs) Not speaking from experience. No, no idea. (laughs) norman broke up with andrew in september of 1996 this breakup from a well-respected very rich man sent andrew into a downward spiral sources said andrew's mental health suffered when this lifestyle took a hit andrew's self-worth was tied to the to the finer things in life what people could do for him criminal profiler candace delong said being accepted in high society and by wealthy people was what he expected if he didn't get them if he didn't get them he was lost wow yeah do your worst candace <laughs> april 1997 andrew told friends he was leaving to san diego from minneapolis no don't get me started to take care of some business matters quotations mm. <laughs> with jeff who had recently dis- distanced himself from andrew jeff told his sister that he did not want andrew to come and that he had a huge falling out with Andrew and said, I made a lot of enemies this weekend. I've got to get out of here. They're going to kill me. Holy shit. And that's where we start the killing spree. Uh-oh. Yep. This guy's a killing spree a spree killer. Wow. Not a, not a serial killer. Spree killer. There's a difference. I said at the end. Let's go. <laughs> Murder of Jeffrey Trail. April 27, 1997, Andrew would kill his first victim. 
Jeffrey Trail and him got into an argument in Jeff's apartment. He ended up stealing Jeff's gun and then calling David Madsen to come pick him up. Once he got to David's place, he then called back Jeffrey and told him to come get his gun. What the fuck? I know. Assuming that he knows he could get in trouble for not having it slash having it at all, he went to go retrieve it. Once Jeff got to David's, Andrew beat 28-year-old Jeff to death with a claw hammer in front of David and then stuffed his body into a rolled-up rug and put it in the closet. Why? That's not where bodies are supposed to go. Unless you're American Psycho. (laughs) Oh, maybe he took one from the books. Yeah. Then, on April 29th, one of David's co-workers was concerned about his absence from work, so they visited his apartment to check on him. They discovered Jeff's body rolled in the rug in the closet and called 911. Good. As one does. Because you're supposed to. (laughs) Shut up. Petty. I'm (laughs) salty. Sources aren't 100% on how Andrew knew Jeff, but some think they did have a romantic relationship in the past. Authorities believe 33-year-old David Madsen had Andrew stay with him for two days after he brutally murdered Jeff right in front of him. Awkward. Yeah. wait a second wait you got some murderers staying with you Mm -hmm. what do you do what do you do do you say hey i don't feel comfortable you staying here (laughs) boom you're dead hey my cab's here (laughs) or like do you leave you have to figure out a safe a safe spot a safe time a safe situation to get away because he will kill you too yeah you know you're a liability at that point what do you do you have to go with the flow at that moment you got to figure out the right time and place to get away Unfortunately, David does not. Authorities believe 33-year-old David Madsen had Andrew stay with him for two days after he brutally murdered Jeff, as I said. Investigators initially treated David as a suspect in Jeff's murder, but David's family insisted that he was held hostage by Andrew. On May 2nd, David and Andrew were seen north of Minneapolis driving a, driving a David's Jeep and eating lunch together in a bar. The following morning, David's body was found on the east shore of Rush Lake near Rush City, Minnesota, with gunshot wounds to the head and back from a 40 caliber Taurus PT-100 semi-automatic pistol. Jesus. I know nothing about guns, but that shit sounds scary. It does. <laughs> Which, that was the gun that Andrew had taken from Jeff's house. He's leaving a trail. Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> On May 4th, Andrew drove to Chicago, Illinois, and killed 72-year-old oh. Lee Meglin. Yeah, I know. Illinois. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were sad that somebody else got murdered. Nope. Just yeah, I know. mispronounced Illinois. Anyway, some people agreed with me. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Peoples, we put up <laughs> polls all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, Lee was a prominent real estate de- developer. He bound Lee's hands and feet and wrapped his head with duct tape. Then stabbed Lee more than 20 times with a screwdriver. What the fuck? Slit his throat with a hacksaw. No. And stole his car. No. Just <laughs> salt on the wound, stealing his car afterwards. Insult to injury. <laughs> Lee's family maintained that the killing was random, but former FBI agent Greg McCurry argues it is unlikely that Andrew would have bound and tortured Lee without some motive. Investigators noted Lee's 1994 green Lexus LS Sedan. <laughs> What is happening? Was sedan, 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 sedan. sedan. It's a sedan. You're a sedan. I'm not. <laughs> vroom, vroom, motherfucker. Oh my god. <laughs> beep beep. I'm a jeep. <laughs> Shut up. It was missing from his garage. Okay. 
The sedan. The sedan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I can't. Um, So, yeah, okay, it's missing from his fucking house. And the Jeep, the red Jeep, David's red Jeep. (laughs) Oh, there's a Jeep in it. Nice. was parked on the street near Lee's house. So... He dropped off the Jeep, got in the sedan. The sedan. <laughs> and drove away. And they were like, okay, breadcrumbs all over. Might as well yeah. just be leaving candy out for these motherfuckers. Or donuts. He's like, catch me. Please. <laughs> Please. Uh, Lee's Lexus had a car phone, though, which, according to records, was activated on May 4th in Union County, Pennsylvania. Jeez. Authorities. I know, right? He's all over the place. He's all over. He gets the Florida, motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Large fries, motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> All rise, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm so happy for the new season of Dexter. Huh. Okay. I digress. Authorities began monitoring the phone's activity and found it was also acti- activated on May 8th in Philadelphia. Okay. And on May 9th near Penn's Grove in Carney's Point Township, New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> Everything is legal in New Jersey. I think that's false. It's, it is. It's a line from Hamilton. Nice. Get out. <laughs> I've seen it so many times and I, st- I just don't retain it. Wow. I'm like, ooh, fun songs. <laughs> On May 9th in Pennsylvania Township, New Jersey, at Finns Point National Cemetery, Andrew shot and killed 45-year-old caretaker William Reese. Later that day, when... I know. Jamie just did a, what the fuck? Like, why? <laughs> like, why? Why? Later that day, when Reese did not return home for dinner, his wife visited the cemetery to check on him and found his office door a little open with the radio playing inside. Knowing her husband, she called the police right away. They found Reese shot in the head by the same Taurus pistol Andrew used to murder Madsen. Unlike Andrew's other victims, whom he killed for seemingly personal reasons, authorities believed Andrew murdered Reese for his 1995 red Chevrolet pickup truck. Chevrolet. Chevrolet. (laughs) Oh my god. Chevrolet. You took Chevrolet. It's Chevrolet. What is happening? I think I need to do another brain scan. My God. Fun fact, my mom had brain cancer, so I had to scan my brain a lot. (laughs) Chevrolet. Oh, no. (laughs) If you're really American, Chevy. You should have said that. There you go. (laughs) Andrew used this truck to drive to Florida. We're almost done, you guys. On May 12th, Andrew began staying in... At the Normandy Plaza Hotel in Miami Beach, Florida, where he paid $29 per night in cash. Can you imagine? Oh, so cheap. Right? I love it. On June 12th, he was listed on the FBI 10 Most Wanted Fugitive list. While the manhunt unsuccessfully forced on Reese's stolen truck that Andrew was using, he was literally kind of hiding in plain sight for two months. Oh, my God. Andrew used his own name to pawn a stolen item on July 7th, despite knowing that police routinely reviewed pawn shop records. Catch me. Please. Please, daddy. Catch me. Catch me. That's what he's saying. Yeah. On July 14th, he suspected he was out of, or it's it's suspected that he was out of money. So without paying for the last three nights that he was at the hotel, he just left. This brings us to the murder of Gianni Versace. Versace was returning home from a walk down to the news cafe where he picked up magazines. And he was like a really big regular on doing this. And he did this almost daily to the point where it was just normal for him to be out walking. And you kind of knew like what tourists were around because they would be shocked. Like, that's Gianna Bonnie Versace. Mm-hmm. What? And everyone else was just like, yeah, we know. <laughs> like, duh, I already have three selfies with him. <laughs> and he was just, he was just a delight. He he didn't have that mentality of like, I'm better than you. 
you know it was he's just you know, my Versace. he was vibing the mentality i have when i buy my plane <laughs> and says where's your plane peasants <laughs> he did not have that all right that's fair <laughs> <laughs> you should have that written on the side of your plane. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a banner. Yes. I'm going to carry the banner behind my plane. <laughs> Where's your plane? <laughs> so rude. <laughs> I love it. I guess, you know, to each his own, you know. <laughs> All right. So Versace, he's on the beach walk and he is known to walk around here. Okay. He's, he's, he's vibing. He's chilling. Around 8.45 a.m. on July 15th, on a bright sunny day, Andrew locked his eyes on Versace, walking up the stairs of his own home. Then he walked right up behind him and shot him in the back of the head and once in the left cheek once he hit the floor. What the fuck? Yep. In broad daylight. In the morning. 8.45 a.m. No rhyme or reason. Nope. No raisin. No raisin. Oh, jeez. A witness that saw this happen and knowing who he had just shot chased after Andrew, but he was unable to catch up when Andrew fled into a nearby parking garage, which I am I'm, I'm grateful that he didn't catch up to him because I 100% feel like he would have died too. He would have killed him too. Or he would have attacked Andrew, and then he would have gone to jail for attacking. We'll get there. You're not allowed to do that, technically. But he he tried, and, like, I commend him for that, you know? Yeah. But I'm happy you didn't catch up to him, because you probably would have been dead, too, and I'm happy you're alive. Anywho, at least I, th- I hope I am. I mean, Ted Bundy also saved a guy from, <laughs> a kid from drowning. Yeah. <laughs> and saved several people on suicide hotlines. Anyway. Weird, right? I digress. <laughs> Uh, Versace was pronounced dead at Jackson Memorial Hospital at 9.21 a.m. Responding police found Reese's stolen vehicle in the cemetery gatekeeper in a nearby parking garage. It had Andrew's clothes and clippings of newspaper reports about the earlier murders. On July 23, 1997, after evading police for another eight-ish days, a caretaker reported hearing a gunshot nearby, and that's where they found Andrew with a self-inflicted gunshot to the head in a luxurious houseboat. Oh, jeez. It was the same forty caliber he used on all of his victims. So, motives are, Andrew's motivation to go on a killing spree remains unknown. He is considered a serial killer. He's not considered a serial killer, but one of America's most infamous spree killings, which is a killing at two or more locations with almost no break in between the murders. Right. No so planning, like a, just fucking line. did it. Yeah. It's a fine it line like, between serial killer and, like, whatever, but you. Here's a term. Makes me uncomfy, because I make eye contact with every person I walk <laughs> past. So, like, what if I make eye contact with somebody, and they're like, I'm gonna shoot you. Well, he didn't even make, he didn't make eye contact with Versace. He just saw him walking, and he locked eyes on him. Oh. He saw him walking, and That's he was even like, worse. That's, it's way worse. <laughs> didn't even respect him with some eyesight. Mm-hmm. Eye contact when you Although, shoot me. <laughs> You better respect you me when you... Sh- if you're going to insult me, do it correctly. <laughs> you tell him, Jamie. It's Mike Wazowski. <laughs> what the fuck? Mike Wazowski yeah. says that. What's he said? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> if you're going to insult me, at least do it correctly. Although police searched the houseboat where Andrew died, he left no suicide note and just a few personal belongings. Uh, I'm just going to end this off with Versace now. So Versace was 50 years old when he was killed and it impacted so many people. His body was cremated, 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 whatever, and his ashes were returned to his family's estate in Italy and buried in the family vault after that. Over 2,000 people went to his funeral, that of um, 
Elton John. Yeah. And Diana, Princess of Wales. Wow. Casual. Just so casual. She's still and alive. Diana <laughs> Downs. What? I'm, I'm saying she, Di- Princess Diana. I just said Diana Downs. You did. <laughs> Who the fuck is... No. No, you can't say that. What year is it? Diana, Princess of Wales. I think she was murdered. No, she's still alive. No, you think she's still alive? Yeah. Really? 100%. You think she's Tupac-ing? Yeah. Oh. They're all on They're the same on an island. island together? Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's vibing with Tupac. <laughs> fuck, I, t- I stay dead too. <laughs> right? In September 1997, the estate announced that Versace's brother, Santo, would serve as the new CEO of Gianni Versace, while Versace's sister, Donatella, would become the new head of design. In his will, Versace left 50% of his fashion empire to his niece. She and her younger brother inherited Versace's rare artwork collection worth approximately $500 million? $500 million? $500 million? When they Ooh. turned 18 years old in 2004, Versace was just a family man living out a dream. And he continued to take care of them even after he passed away. And you know, now that artwork, because it belonged to a man who was murdered, mm-hmm. a rich man who was murdered, mm-hmm. it's probably worth double. And a good man, too. Yeah. Oh, I hate my mic. I'm sorry, guys. It's so sad. <laughs> It was just, like, random. Mm-hmm. You didn't know he was a spree killer, huh? That he killed, like, way more people? Oh, no. I had no idea. Yeah. Yep, yep. There's a... What is it? American... Hold on. American Crime Story on Netflix. It stars Darren Chris from Glee. Hey, I know that one. Yeah. And it's so good. And I oh, saw shit, that recently. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Because I watched that, like, I think a year ago. I watched it a good amount ago. I just randomly found it one day. And I was like, oh, I'll try this out. It's so good. Yeah. But I definitely, because a lot of people say that he did not know Versace the way that he says he did, you know, or the way he would like tell people, mm-hmm. but it's still a really great movie. And I really love that actor too, because I am a Glee fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's three cases in one day done. Woo. <laughs> did it. I'm sweating so much. It's so hot in here. We did great. We did great. You did great. Thank you. I just... <laughs> I did not do great, but I tried. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And you can catch us on Instagram, Applebet Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to Apple and follow on Spotify. Leave a review. On Apple. On Apple. Apple. That's all the good stuff. Cool. Cool. But wait. There's more. Bye-bye.